Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, everyone. Good morning. How are you all doing? This is Victor Dadaj. Happy to be here with everyone, with you all. I'm he- happy to be here with my good friend, Shannon Hoverson. How are you doing today, Shannon? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's great talking to you. I know we haven't seen each other in a few years now, so I really wanted to just talk to you. And I know you have a lot going on in the past. You've been working on a whole bunch of things. Have a bunch of things coming out, so we're definitely going to be talking about that in a little bit. But first, Shannon, I'd just like you just to share your story about you know you know where you, your journey's been. So could you start off with that for our audience? Yes, I can. Well, that story. Let's see here. Where do we want to start? Um, well, if we want to go way back to when Victor knew, you know, first met me and whatnot. I am Shannon Hoverson. I live here in North Dakota, and how I got introduced to the online industry and doing business online was through my husband, Mark. And so my, we'll get to the story of that later, but he did pass away. But um, how he got started in the industry was we lived in a trailer. We were so poor. We were young lovers, met each other young, you know, fell in love, took him a while to, you know, realize that I was the one for him. You know, I, first time I met him, it was one of those things where I was in love the first, first eyes. Um, But we were total platonic best friends for five years. And then we got married and had kids right away nine months three days later our firstborn Isaac was was brought into the world and um he was a youth pastor my husband was a youth pastor we had a strong deep love for the bible and so he was in that industry for a little bit but if you're in the industry of working in the church or ministry or whatnot it's you know it's not a huge payout and so we you know did that for a few years and ended up having you know we're getting ready to have our third and fourth kid and Mark was ready to, you know, he's always had an interest in business, you know, from a young age, he was having, you know, selling, he'd pick corn from the field and sell them Mm -hmm. at the end of his, you know, driveway, he'd pick dandelions (laughs) and sell them, you know, so he's always had an entrepreneurship in him. And so we decided to get into business and, or he, I should say he did, I was busy raising the kids. I supported him 100%. So he decided to leave the ministry and bring, um, come into, you know, online marketing. And the first company he was in was a travel company and he was the number one affiliate. Everything Mark does, he was, he always became number one. He always gave it his all. Um, he had employers tell him he was a perfect employee, etc. So we got into the online business and he killed it. He crushed it. He learned, he got, you know, he figured, he hired mindset coaches, he hired business coaches and he just went all in because he had to make it happen fast because we had our third board on the way. So he brought us from living in a trailer to, you know, making millions online through being the number one affiliate, through his information products, et cetera. Well, um, come about 2014, we got hit with um, finding out that Mark had neuroendocrine pancreatic cancer. And so um, I'm definitely condensing the story, but I don't want to take too, too long on it. But he got diagnosed in 2014, which took us by surprise. And it's the same thing Steve Jobs had, Patrick Swayze, et cetera. And it was a battle. It was a four-year battle, but you know, Mark being Mark, the doctors told him he was going to have 30 days to live. This was in April of 2014. And of course he wanted to prove them wrong and having the strong mind that he did, he was able to live four years past the original diagnosis. They said he would never snow ski again or anything. Um, And he went 25 more times. Our family went on more trips. 
Um, and so he proved them wrong, of course. And so he continued just to, you know, work on the businesses until he couldn't anymore. The last year and a half was, you know, the hardest on the family. Um, and he did end up passing away um, August of 2018, which is where the journey of Shannon Hoverson um, of the healing and moving forward began for me. Um, this is where life gets interesting for me. I don't, do you want me to just go into this, Victor, or did you want to? No, absolutely. Go on, share, keep sharing. I, okay. I, I think, I think everyone wants to hear. So okay. definitely continue, Perfect. please. And if you think of anything, feel free to interrupt me if you're wanting to ask a question in there. But, um, uh, but yeah, so this is where the journey begins for me. And I had a choice. I had a choice of either, you know, curling up in a ball and just hiding or to carry on the legacy. And because along with Mark's, you know, uh, cancer journey, it also, you know, you can think you are as prepared as you can be financially, um, you know, it doesn't matter just emotionally, physically, etc. But then when something hits you, and it hits you out of the blue, you realize that, you know, you can only be prepared for so much. And then, you know, life gets to choose what you prepared for or not. And so it's how you handle the adversity, because with Mark's slow death, he was, you know, the face of the company. And so everything kind of slowly died. The company's businesses slowly died. The finances were getting drained so we could cover all the expenses and whatnot. Um, and so I was left in an interesting position, but as soon as he passed, I automatically knew it's, you know, like if you're pulled to do something, I felt called, I felt pulled to continue mm -hmm. on the legacy. And now in the beginning, there was lots of adrenaline, lots of excitement. I'm going for it. Things were going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then different events happened to where, you know, just lost, lost everything. And I it was to a point where I needed to rebuild and rebrand. And so that was about a year after he passed. And it was really my body. Different things just happened to where it forced me to stop. So really 2020 for me, um, you know, it had tons of challenges, you know, I know other people with COVID and losing jobs and whatever the same, like, so me, it was like losing my husband in 2018 and then 19, um, you know, grieving the kids grief, my emotions, their emotions, the businesses, figuring out what is going on, figuring out, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, and then 2020 hits with the COVID and really for me, it was a blessing in disguise because it forced me to chill out. I think, you know, when Mark first passed, I was running out, like I said, in shock, adrenaline, et cetera. And so this actually forced me to just stop, relook at everything. And I was able to, like I said, I transferred all of his content to a new platform. I rebranded, um, everything's under one umbrella. And it's interesting because it's been two and a half years since he's passed. And uh, you know, you can get down on yourself adversity. I mean, there's so many side and ins and out stories I could tell, but I'm just uh, condensing it right now. But uh, you know, you can get down on yourself and feel like you're not doing anything. If you don't, whatever success says to you, if it's like the kids healing, if it's finances, if it's where the business should be, you can feel like a failure. I was feeling like, you know, like I didn't accomplish. I wasn't making things work. Right. And then you got to have friends. That's where the community comes in. And I have some friends I talked to. They're like, Shannon, you've written, you know, I wrote, what is it? One of the books I wrote was the legacy book about Mark. And so me and 13 authors wrote a legacy book about Mark. I just finished my own book. The companies are rebranded. And just as of late, the travel company that I was going to totally ditch, something new came into play. And so you know, there's a lot of, lot of life lessons you can learn through adversity. And so really my story is one that I, if I could relate anything to people is to give them hope, like to really embrace, because I'm actually um, creating a course right now based off of my book with Brave When She Flies. And it teaches people how to embrace their adversity 
and how you can use that to actually be your gift and use that as your power to influence other people. So, so that's a super, super, there's so many stories, of course, in between that story, but that's a just everyone of who I am, I guess. It's one of, you know, ups and downs and uh, through all the downs, continuing forward and moving on. So moving forward, I don't like to say moving on, I like to say moving forward because you're moving forward with what you've been given and using that, you know, I look at myself as an enhanced version of who I was because of everything that has come my way, so. Yeah, no, gr grieving is an incredible process. When you lose someone so close to you, it's it, it's devastating. It's hard to focus on anything. So yeah. like around the time Mark was like getting sick and close to death, my brother was dying. So I'd spent five months just taking off from everything. And then he got better for a few weeks and then he passed away. And yeah, you, you and so I know that the, the mm -hmm. process, the pain, it's like, it's, you get so overwhelmed with everything. So it's a really tough process. It's hard to focus on anything you have to, but yeah. it's really hard. So re grieving is a really tough process. And actually April, 2014 was actually the time when I first met you guys. My very first event was actually at that Pine Tree Valley area right near yes. San Diego. Yeah, so I was like, it was, it, it got me out of my comfort zone. I, I'd never gone to an event before. I never knew it. I was scared to death. And I made so many friends at that event. And I know we have this group picture, like 60 of us in this photo. And actually, if you look at that picture, Mark has his arm around me. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's uh, I made so many friends and I made friends from friends from that event. So yeah, for the, for the audience, you know, I've known, you know, Shannon and Mark, you know, I, I'm in April, 2014. Mark was one of my early mentors and these guys had incredible events. So uh, they always have a special place in my heart. So yeah, he, I learned so much. Uh, from Mark, he was an incredible uh, teacher and mentor. And I know he's influenced so many other people. I went to so many events, other companies, other mastermind events. It seems like everyone knew Mark. He was friends with so many of these people. So I know, I know they all knew you guys. So I know the 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 impact you guys had. Everyone. By the way, would, would you happen to have a copy of your new book? Uh, yeah. Why don't you show it to the audience so they can pick it up on Amazon, right? Yep, Amazon.com. Yep. Just type in Shannon Hoverson and this book will pop up with Brave Wings She Flies. And like I said, I'm creating a course right now based off of this book and just really teaching people, um, getting some really great feedback. You know, I was curious what the feedback was going to be on this, but, you know, people are even saying, you know, you don't have to go through a death necessarily, but any kind of adversity. The book really gives you a new perspective, a positive perspective on how to, you know, embrace what you've been given and really have faith that there is hope in your future that life isn't over you can feel like that when i lost mark i felt like life was over because he was my everything i mean he was my i was you know liked him since high school we did business together mm -hmm. we did family together we did vacation we did everything and we were so like legit he was my soulmate and so when you're that connected to somebody it can feel like life is over and so you know as long as you can allow yourself to grieve that's the catch is most people don't allow themselves to grieve i am talking i know a couple really really close friends of mark and they're also close friends of mine but um still struggling so, i mean it's been two and a half years and really having a hard time personally because they're not allowing themselves to grieve you know and so you really have to be open to that and how your body how your mind everybody grieves different and at different times and so really just being able to hone in and listen to and allow yourself to grieve uh, i i totally agree it, you can't hold it in you can't just try to deny it because if the, the, uh, the longer you wait to deal with the worse is gonna hit you it's just gonna really 
really do you and if, if you if you're grieving someone you really should just deal with it I, I don't you don't necessarily have to grieve 24 hours a day but you got to spend some time every day grieving someone that close to you you spend so with someone who meant so much you really should uh you know grieve for them it's going to help it's going to help with the healing process because i've gone through it with a couple of people my brother and my dad and you've gone through it with mark so for anyone who's dealing who's lost someone and you're not grieving over them and, and they were that close i definitely recommend Starts yeah, like your healing me, process, grief. Yeah. Um, and it, and like I said, it's different for everyone. But I know for yeah. me, what happened, what I did was, and I, you know, and everybody's time frame is different. Everybody's way is different. But I remember for me, I literally um, would get the kids off to school, take I had a routine, take a shower, and then I would go and cry, like heaving. I'm talking heaving, crying, like for an hour, at least an hour every single day for six months. It, I just I couldn't even control it. It's just what my body wanted to do kids off to school, mm -hmm. take a shower and ball, just curl up in a ball, like physical, mm -hmm. physical pain. But I had to release that. My body had, if I, if I would have never done that for those six months and kept all of that inside of me, um, I don't even want to think about where I'd be right now. Like probably just wouldn't be a very good place. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the books written. I wouldn't be here to be able to share my story. And so, like I said, um, six months every day, just crying and then, and then writing, you know, I wrote, mm -hmm. I would, you know, right on my Facebook, I would blog about it. And that's eventually how the book came about. And so like I said, everybody's way of grieving is different, but definitely listen, whatever your body's telling you to do, if it's telling you to go ski, if it's telling you to go visit friends, if it's telling you to whatever mm -hmm. that is, to go in a quiet place, meditate, mm -hmm. float tank, I don't care what it is, listen, allow yourself to listen to your body, how it wants to grieve. And uh, it really empowers you. No, absolutely. I definitely go with your body, what your gut says, if it tells you to do this, do that grieve it's going to help heal you faster it's going to help you like you said move forward you yeah. know it's obviously you know you never get over it but you are able to deal with it and live life and have a useful productive and happier life and um yeah one thing i want to talk about because with that book I, I i like the fact you talk about it shows you how you can deal with struggle university because number one um almost everyone who's listening to this interview is probably an entrepreneur so i think every entrepreneur every network marketer affiliate marketer etc we all deal with adversity at one time or another in our business we struggle we feel like giving up sometimes we're like we've been doing this for so long we're not getting anywhere why should i even bother well, let me just give up and, and i'm sure your book tells you you can overcome any struggle and any adversity both in your business and in your personal life so and also i'm sure there are plenty of people who are also grieving over the loss of a loved one so i'm sure both for people who are grieving and for those who are struggling in their business i'm sure your book can definitely give them a lot of hope that they can overcome this yeah a hundred percent because that's just it it's like you know adversity is you know it's a loss the loss of something it's you know, whether it's, you know, the course that I'm creating even has you go back into your childhood. Maybe it's, you know, it's a loss of something, a lack of confidence, a feeling of, you know, shame or guilt or whatever, something you lose and then it makes you feel a certain way. And so even for me, yeah, like I had, you know, not just with losing Mark, I had my own like guilt of like, well, I'm not Mark. I don't talk the way he does or, you know, teach the way he does, or I'm not further along or Mark did it quick. Well, you get all these thoughts, all these, you know, limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. voices in your head. And then certain things come your way, a bump, like maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, you got to have surgery on your body. Some kind of a physical pain happens where you got to take time out to do that. You can't build your business. Maybe it's kids are distracting you and you can't do things, or maybe it's, 
you don't have the resources, right? Um, you know, to, to get things to go faster. So then, I mean, I have many times, even just yesterday, I'm like, I, there's just a ton of things that have come my way that have like want to stop me. Right. And it's just like, gosh, I just don't, I just want to quit. I don't really want to quit, but I wanted to quit. It's like, I'm so like, how much can a person take? Right. And so I think really though, if you change your perspective. And so what I like to do when I have, especially when you have so many things come at you at once and you want to quit, you want to be done. I changed my perspective and I'm like, you know what, you know what this is saying? This is just saying that, you know, I have something great, like the, the negative energies know that I have something great to offer this world and they don't want to let me do it. They don't want me to, you know, give what I have to offer because they know it's going to make such a positive impact, right? And so for me, I like to change that perspective. We're like, oh, this just means I've got something great. I'm on the brink of something good. And so let's keep moving forward. And then I also know like it's, you know, being problem solvers. If you're an entrepreneur, you're solving problems all the time. And so it's like, okay, my brain is going to get stretched. It's going to get stronger. I'm going to learn something new. And it's only going to make me a better teacher and a better entrepreneur once I get past this. But I, I think being able to change our perspective on when everything comes our way, like, ah, oh, this is great. This just means I'm on the brink of something good and I have to keep moving forward. So that's, that's what I've learned to do, I guess, through this. That's kept me going as well. Oh, that's beautiful. No, and I think that's a great perspective to have, Shani, because if you see it as something you can learn from, something great you can do as a challenge, it's going to make it so much easier to deal with these challenges, with these obstacles, with these adversities. I think most of us, when we see an adversity, an obstacle, we're like, ah, not again. Will this ever stop? And that's why we get so frustrated, overwhelmed. But if you change your perspective, as you mentioned, how you look at things, how you approach it, you become more solution oriented. You feel like you have more control over things. If you see it as something like, oh, why me? You feel like you have no control. Everything's external. It's external forces, external people control what you do. But when you see it as something you can overcome, you can uh, learn from a, something that can help you, then you become solution oriented. You become like, you feel like you are in control. So I, I love that perspective you have. And I think in most, if more people had that perspective, uh, they would see that obstacles can help them grow. As Napoleon Hill you know, talked about, you know, every adversity carries with it the seed of a, a equal or greater benefit. And if we see these adversities, something that we can learn from that can help us grow. Because here's the thing, people who've never experienced adversity, they don't grow. They don't know how to deal with challenges. When they come up with challenges, they just have one, like kids that are spoiled, that have their parents give them every single thing. The parents did them a disservice because they don't know how to deal with any kind of adversity. Whereas parents that don't, uh, that don't spoil their kids, that some know sometimes and make the kids learn from doing certain things or not be able to do certain things. Their kids are much able to deal better with adversity. And uh, by the way, I'm going to say, I've met all your kids and I could definitely say you and Mark did a great job of raising them. And I, and I, I wanted to mention before, and I know from listening to, I, I, I spent a lot of time with you guys. It was very obviously how much you and Mark loved each other. It was very, I saw the love there between you two. So I, I, and that's why it was obvious to me how much you know, you miss him and you, and you know, you heard him. We, we all miss him, but it was very obvious how much love you guys had and how much the kids have for him. And for you guys, it was just, it just the whole family was very loving. So I, I saw it there with my eyes. I spent time at your house, you know, we'd, we'd go to your house after an event. So it was very beautiful. So no, and, and I'm glad to hear that you've been able to deal with this adversity. You're able to grow stronger and move forward and learn and, and do a lot of great things. And you have, you know, deal with these challenges and come up, you know, writing this book, 
doing and uh, you also have a coaching program you want you're doing now so you know feel free to talk about all the other things the new things you've been coming up with in the past year because you've been working on a whole bunch of new things in the past year so feel free to share any of that with with our audience absolutely and just one other i guess on the adversity aspect of it um, mm -hmm. something that really helped me as far as moving forward is you know, a lot of people want to ask the question, why? Like, why did this happen to me? Or why did this happen to that person? Like, I could ask the question, why did God take Mark instead of me? Like, he was offering so much more, this, that, and the other, right? Like, he was in the grove. He was teaching so many people, you know? Um, and I think once we let go of why and not focus on the why, you know, other than look at it, it's the same as a perspective thing. Because, I, and I'm only bringing this up because it's something that I, where I wanted to go, but I just didn't allow myself to go, is not to ask why these things are happening to you but just to embrace them. And like I said, just let it make you stronger. But yeah, so then I, you know, the things that I've been going, it's been interesting. Like I said, if I look back at the two and a half years, basically shut down all of the companies, rebranded. So now everything's under one roof called Hoverson Royal Academy. And um, all of Mark's content, anything I create is gonna be under Hoverson Royal Academy. So if anyone's interested, you can either go to the Facebook group or the website, hoversonroyalacademy.com. It's like I said, a free Facebook group or website. Um, but, uh, so I've done that. And then, so I transferred, I took everything. Here's what you gotta remember. And so all of the help, all of Mark's like staff members, um, were gone at this point. So it's me. So the story, it, as it grows, I cannot wait to share it. And that's the thing is you've got to believe, like, there's just, like I said, at the beginning, why I continued in the first place is because I felt a pull. Okay. So here's the thing is we have gifts inside of us. Those gifts, whatever we're good at, it doesn't matter if it's quilting. It doesn't matter if it's teaching. It doesn't matter whatever, you know, what your gift is, if it's singing, if it's music. Okay. That was put in you. You were put in the environment to create that gift inside of you. And if you can really hone in and embrace what you've been given and then make that your, your power to share with other people, it's huge. And so for me, I continued on because I believed in Mark more than he believed in it himself. I mean, this is from day one. Mark used to stand on stage and tell how I would, you know, pray for all of his content to go all over the world and, you know, just different things. And so I still believe that. And so that's what's like kept me like going is because I, my role with Mark was to be his cheerleader, was to be his, you know, caretaker. And that, that was, that was my role. So he could grow, right? Well, now he's out of the picture. So now what? Now it feels like, my role, my gift on earth was taken away. And this can, someone else may be feeling this way too, that maybe mm -hmm. you got injured and you can't play the guitar and whatever, you feel like your gift has been stripped away, you know, cause I feel, felt like I was living my role. So now it's like, well, now what? My role, my gift, what I felt like I was supposed to be doing is gone, right? Um, so, but here's the thing is we can have more than one gift. And so when that happens, when you get one gift taken away that you felt like you were here on, it's like, okay, so I guess I was put here for more than just one role. And so, but I'm still honing in the cheerleader, the, you know, um, encourager, right? So yeah, I've started the coaching. Um, we're seeing some amazing breakthroughs, really honing in, like uh, helping people with their mindset. And then I'm still, and they're getting access to Mark's courses. So we're going through, you know, mindset that way. And then what I'm teaching them one-on-one -on -one, and I'm really like, it's just empowering me even more to see what the next step is. And here's the thing too, is like, I may not know the full picture. Like I have the full belief, like grandpa Odie says, he's 91 years old. It's Mark's grandpa. And he always says, well, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. And so yeah. I've always just had the belief, even since Mark passed, that I am meant for something great, for other greater things. Now it was a great role to be, you know, by his side and be his cheerleader. But I just knew like, 
and I've even known since childhood that like I was meant for something great. Now there's something in you, whether you've hidden it because obstacles and adversity and trauma, whatever's come your way, you've known before all of that, that you are meant for something. We are all meant for something great. Now everybody's greatness is different levels. It may not be on stage mm -hmm. speaking in front of millions of people, but maybe it's that classroom where you're deeply impacting 20 kids in grade school or whatever the case may be. So I've just continued to move forward and the pieces are just slowly falling into place. So the first step was rebranding, getting the courses on a new platform. And then it was the next step is I've got the Royal Marketplace that'll be coming out in about six months. And that's gonna be all the products that market created. Um, so just different connections and different things that are just happening to come my way. Uh, you know, the timing, having the patience, that's another thing, believe in yourself and believe in what you want and what you believe you're supposed to do, but then you gotta have patience because I, I wish I was at now, like six months after Mark passed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I see like how much character has been developed in me and how much I've learned, like the tech stuff. So I had to learn from scratch, all of the tech stuff to like get to where it is. And I, you know, so my brain got stretched and I'm just not a techie person. Mark never was either. It's just not something we were, you know, enjoyed. So, you know, that's into place. And then now the last piece to the puzzle. So, so the information products, the coaching program, and now it's the last piece of the puzzle is the travel company, which this is for those of you listening, Mark, this is what brought us from living in a trailer to him being the number one affiliate is being um, promoting a travel product. And so our big thing was, and I'm so glad because we didn't know his life was going to be taken at 39. We didn't know he was going to get diagnosed with cancer at 36, but for whatever reason, he got into the travel and we were able to make so many memories with our kids and with each other. Um, and I just, you know, everyone's drawn to different products, but for me, it's like that being able to travel and have, cause when do you, what, when do you remember things the most? It's like, either you go to an amusement park or you're going to an arcade, you're doing something, you're moving, you're, you know what I mean? Like my memories as a kid, the most I remember are like, the couple trips we went on, you know, across country to Texas or whatever it was like, you know, it was the traveling. That's what I remember the most or uh, whether it was me uh, traveling, going to a church camp or where I was moving, I was going somewhere. So anyways, we created so many memories and what's cool is I was going to give that up. I was going to be done with that because it just wasn't going where I wanted it to. And then a new opportunity and everything's falling back into place for that. So now I just kind of think it's interesting that I am starting over and the travel is going to be the main focus. And that's what where Mark started. So I just think it's kind of cool. And the four kids and all of us, so everything's slowly but surely falling into place. The story is not done yet. I mean, it's not done. It's still being played out. And it's um, like I said, if you just have patience during everything that happens, the adversity and then the growth and the and the path, if you just believe that you're going to get to where you want to go or where you're supposed to go, it will happen. But you have to believe like if I were to ever stop believing in myself that I can make this happen, it's over. It's it's over. I'm done. I'm just I'm shutting everything off. But I, I you know, there's moments I like and I tell this story in the book where I feel like I'm just getting punched in the stomach. Right. So I call it the boxing, the 10 count. I call it the 10 counts, like the boxing ring where the, you know, the players, the boxers down on the ground. Cause this is exactly how I felt one day on the ground was like, I was, I got boxed and I got hit and I could hear the ref. I was like hunched over on the ground and I could hear the ref in my ear counting one, two, and I, all of these emotions, all these different, you know, movies were playing in my head of what happened, what is happening, but what will, what could happen? Why am, why am I going to get up? Am I going to stay down till they count to 10 and just be done? 
or am I gonna get up before he counts to 10? And so oh, it's like a movie playing in my head. Every time I get in these situations, it becomes so real. I'm like, okay, and then I flash and why am I doing, my kids, the travels, the bit, you know, everyone else that I'm helping through my coaching, whatever, that all flashes through my head. And before that count gets to 10, I rise up and I'll just scream. Like there's something to say about letting your voice out. And even if you're just by yourself at home and you just scream, but you just release, right? And so, yeah, so just continue to keep that belief um, in myself and we'll see, we'll see a year from now if we have another interview where everything, where everything's played out, you know? But it's interesting even to think about, you know, the first interviews I had with people right when Mark passed, and all these ideas and things I said I wanted to do or why I'm doing it now to see two and a half years later, you know, what has happened. So that, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'd definitely love to talk to you in another year from now just to see where things stand for now, because I'm sure you're going to have a lot to share with us as to how things have moved on, have moved forward and a lot of great things have happened. And I just love the viewpoint. You got to believe in yourself because here's the thing. It's hard to get others to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. If you can't sell yourself, it's hard to get other people to, to buy from you because people can sense when you, you don't have the confidence. And when you really believe in yourself, you know, they feed off of that enthusiasm, off of that energy. So it's beautiful that you've learned, you know, I got to believe in myself and then everything else is going to fall into place. And it's just great how you've changed everything, how you overcome all this adversity. I'm looking forward to reading them. I'm definitely going to pick it up today on Amazon. And, yeah. and, I, and I know Mark always, always talked about these trips. You guys would take Hawaii and all these other places, and the ski trips and all that stuff. So I, I would see the picture. So, and, you, I, and I know you guys have a lot of memories for the kids, for, for yourself. So you definitely have a lot of memories to, you know, to, to you know, remember. So yeah, like you said, it's those experiences people always treasure. But yeah, you can see, you remember the, the few trips you took with your family, you were growing up. That's the thing kids always going to remember. Remember. So you, you you guys built a lot of memories for the family, and I really uh, it, it's just great to see all the things you've 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 done in the past year. You're working on more things, the travel club, and you got more another program come out in six months. So so people, I well, everyone listening, I want you to realize that no matter what you go through, you can definitely overcome this. And as as Shani mentioned, you need to have a long term perspective. Too many people, especially when they get started off, have a short term perspective. They join a company, if they don't make money in two or three weeks, they go to another company. Then three weeks later, they're in another company. They fall into what's called the shiny ball syndrome or shiny object syndrome. They go from company to company. They're in five companies in three months. And instead of having multiple streams of income, they have multiple streams of debt because they're not doing anything in any of them because they don't. What it comes down to is, when you're jumping from company to company every single month, it's really because you don't have a belief in yourself. You really don't believe this is going to work for you. If you believe it's going to work for you, you will stick through it and you will be patient. Especially, here's the thing, when you're starting off, you don't know much. So it's going to take time for you to get through that personal development, build that foundation. You got to have some patience. Les Brown talks about the bamboo tree. It spends four to five years being watered and nurtured underground. There is no growth. But the person you know, planting and nurturing the bamboo tree is patient with it. And in the fifth year, in the span of like 60 days, it grows 90 feet. Now, did it grow 90 feet in those 60 days? No, it took five years, but the foundation was being built. The person was patient with it, watered and he watered and nurtured that plant and it grew 90 feet, but it took five years. Now, hopefully it won't take you five years, but it may take you six months, it may take you, it may take you two years, you don't know, but you gotta be patient. If you're doing the right things and you have a good mentor, things will work out for you. So uh, as Shannon's been sharing with all, all of us, you have to be patient because if, 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 if you make impulsive choices all the time, 
you, you will not experience that success. You have to be patient with yourself. There are going to be obstacles. We all have obstacles. And Shannon shared a lot of her obstacles that she's gone through the last several years. And, and, but she was able to work through. She overcame it. She overcame the adversity. And, she, and in the process, you could tell she's become a much stronger person. And, and now that when I'm strong, when you're dealing with future obstacles, future adversity, uh, you, you realize, man, I can definitely overcome this. And you've grown as a person. Not only that, but you, you learned you had certain other gifts that you didn't have while you were working in your previous role, helping, supporting Mark. And a lot of people don't realize you were doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Mark did not create this company all by himself. He had a lot of help from you. So, <laughs> so uh, every, everyone that hung out with you guys knows that. But you determined after unfortunate, Mark's unfortunate passing, you discovered the last couple of years that God gave you a bunch of different gifts and talents. And maybe now it was time for you to utilize those gifts and challenge and share it with the world. Yeah. Agree? I love, you know, if I can piggyback your mm -hmm. foundation, just because that's been the topic that I've been, you know, talking with some of my, the people that are with me on my team. And I'm just like, that's the catch is like, you know, you take, that's the longest part. Like you're saying the bamboo trees, even with the house, you know, we got a lot of carpenters in our family. Mm -hmm. It's like the foundation is what takes the longest. And it's like, once you get done with that foundation, the walls and the roof and everything else, they go up so much faster. And even Mark, when he, you know, he was talking to a counselor when he was first, um, you know, leaving the ministry and starting the business and he'd go in and visit the counselor and he tells us in one of the story videos, but it's really powerful. And I believe it for everybody is, um, you know, he was, the counselor was like, so how's your business doing? Oh, it's turning a corner next week. How's your business doing? Oh, I'm turning a corner again, turning a corner. And then one day finally the counselor was like, Mark, Sounds like, you know, you're turning a corner. Sounds like you're kind of walking in circles. Like you're just walking in circles. <laughs> but then it was like, it can feel like that. But like I said, if you can keep your eye on the long-term vision and how you're, you know, the benefits of you, and you got to keep it not about yourself. Really what's going to keep you motivated is thinking about others and how is your life going to serve other people. But eventually then, after he kept turning those corners, it did skyrocket. And he says in the video that it's like, it's almost like God says, well done faithful servant like now it's your time boom and so really that's the thing is it's like really trusting the process of everything that's being brought your way every challenge every not even just every challenge but even every gift every being so grateful for every gift that comes your way for me especially it's like if the kids something you know they have a breakthrough in their character they have a breakthrough in their grieving process or the business I have I have a connection that I happen to meet or something actually goes smooth for me. You know, it's like being so grateful, even for the littlest of things that do go your way along the process as well. And then also being grateful for the bumps that come your way because yeah, like we said, it's only getting stronger, but the patience, having the patience, keeping your eye on the goal, keeping the end in mind of where you're wanting to go. Cause for me, I'm not where I want to be yet fully. Right. And so this is the process. Now I may not see every move that I'm, going to be taken on but i'm just following if you trust the process and if you trust your gut that you're doing the right thing you're going the right way then you know it's going to i don't know i'm going to get there all i know is i keep seeing that end in mind and i know i'm going to get there i don't know how i'm going to get there necessarily but i am going to get there so well, that's beautiful i agree it, every every person has been successful they all talk about gratitude their lives change when they learn to be grateful for every little thing they count their blessings because when you're grateful, it's hard to be miserable and angry. When you're grateful for little things, 
Uh, and you're focusing on the wonderful things that you have. And we tend to ignore those things. We tend to focus on the things we lack instead of focusing on the blessings and the good things that we do have. So uh, when they focus on their blessings there and, they're, and they're grateful for these things, it really changes how you look at life. And I know Mark was very big on your salt talk and how you look at things. And as you were pointing to, to celebrating the little victories, I know we would go on these little walks and he would, we would focus on the things we were successful. I know I'm successful. Everyone think, is only focused on I'm successful when I make a million dollars, but uh, he would say, I'm, I know I'm successful when I come home, my kids are happy to see me and they hug me. You know, little things like that, which we don't focus on. But you know, if your kids are doing well, you're a good parent and you know, your kids are doing all these great things. If you're doing all these great things, you know, your spouse is happy to see you when you come home, you, you bought your wife a flower or you know, your wife cooked you a nice, whatever, any little thing, you know, those things you do or the habits, you realize you're successful and you focus on these things. And, and again, it goes back to gratitude and the stuff you say to yourself because people think they're not successful because they don't think they have a mansion in Beverly Hills. But if you look at a lot of the little things you have, you really have a lot of successful things going on and you can build uh, upon it. So when you focus on the little successes you have, it goes into your subconscious mind and eventually they become bigger successes. But you got to start with the smaller ones first. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's no, it's very true. It's very true. And if we focus on that, then we don't focus as much on what we consider failures. You know, we have all these adversities and then those adversities and bumps that come up are what create a lot of our limiting beliefs in ourselves and our limiting belief thought system. And so really the more you focus on the good, that helps you too, to be able to overcome those natural, you know, feelings of guilt or failure or whatnot um, that come our way too. So yeah, no, it's true. It's being grateful is so huge for the, like you said, yeah, the little things, not just, you know, thinking about the money or the mansions and whatnot so yeah and that will all eventually come anyway so it's it's you gotta you know just change your 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 paradigm change your point of view of things it's really again our subconscious mind controls over 90 percent of the things we do if you change again that's why a lot of times we talk about mindset and i know mark talked about it and i know you're talking about it. mindset is so important if you focus your your, your mindset things will start changing. Again, it may not happen overnight, but as, as we were talking about before, build that foundation. Once you have that proper foundation built, uh, you can weather any, any storm. As it says in the Bible, a house built in a firm foundation can withstand any storm, but if it's built on a poor sandy foundation, the storm comes, the house is destroyed. So you need to work on that foundation. So here's the thing, if you join a company, you develop yourself, you build a strong foundation. If that company goes under, for example, you can take your skills to another company. You can be successful in another company if you have that good foundation. But if you don't have that good foundation and the company goes under, you go to another company, you probably won't have that success because you don't have that proper foundation. So definitely work on that person, work on that strong foundation, get yourself a good mentor, a good coach, yeah. and, and be patient with yourself. And, and, and don't compete with other people. If I try to compete against Tony Robbins, I'm going to lose every single time. But if I'm better than I was last week or last month, I should be happy because as long as I'm improving and as long as we're all improving each day, each week, each month, we should be happy with each other. Now, it's really great to see all, all the great things you've done because you've dealt with a lot of grieving, a lot of adversity. You've done so much and, and then, you know, you've dealt with a lot of adversity. You had to rebrand the whole companies and everything. You moved back to North Dakota and, and, and you're doing some really great stuff now. And it's obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to us talking to say a year from now, just to see where you're going with all this. And, and, I, and I, 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 yeah. Yeah, 
I definitely see in your face. You definitely, I, I definitely see the the belief in yourself because it's obvious you're gonna do a lot of great things, and you know it's really good to see you know things going well for you. And I've known I've known Shani for like seven years now. She she has a heart of gold. She loves to help people. So if you're looking for someone, uh, if, you, if you need a mentor, or someone, I would definitely say reach out to her because she she tries to help everyone. She has a she has a really good heart. She really wants to serve people and to help people. And you know, so I've known her personally since like 2014. I know she she'll do everything she can to help you. And and she's fo- her focus has always been on other people. She really wants to serve and help people. And no, uh, because I, I, I I've just seen it up front. Kind words, thank you. Oh, uh, you yes. welcome. Yeah, no, it's it, it's great. I'm really, and again, I'm looking forward to buying the book because uh, I, because look, I'm, I'm still dealing with adversity. We all are, and I think a lot of people can get inspired by your story. So. Um, I definitely go on Amazon, people pick yeah, up that book. Cause, yeah, show it again. Yeah. And you yeah. know, and that's the whole point of this book too, is, you know, teaching people, um, you know, how to deal with the past adversity, the present, but then to know that it's, we're, we're here on earth. We're in, you know, adversity is going to come again. There's going to be bumps that come again. But if you can really learn, even in developing, you know, an emotional intelligence to like, you know, to let things go, really, you just got to be able to let things go, whether it's words or events or things, and really being able to release, release and let go. And, you know, that's going to help you move forward, too. And you're going to be able to handle future adversities because of the strength that you've built from dealing with the past and the present. So um, once you learn techniques and things, you can do it. Anybody can do it. It's not going to, it doesn't necessarily make it easier, maybe a little bit easier, but you're at least going to know what to do. And it's not going to phase you like, oh, another one. Instead, you're going to be like, oh, well, I knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, you know, I've learned what to do. Let's put these into practice and see what happens. So, no, absolutely. I think as you do in any journey, uh, particularly for those that are, that are entrepreneurs, and even when you get a lot of success, guess what? You come up with new obstacles, new things yeah. happen to you. It's just, it's just part of the journey. It's part of the process. So, they, and I, I don't recall seeing anywhere in the Bible life was going to be easy. Right. <laughs> I, 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 we were going to be given help and grace and, you know, we would not be left alone, but never do I read. It's going to be easy. It's going to be a simple journey. So they're going to be ups and downs and through all parts of your life. So like you said, once you've overcome these obstacles, these struggles, these problems, you've learned to deal with them and overcome them. You have a lot more confidence. It's not just that you have confidence in yourself. People have confidence in you because they can say, well, you know, Shani's in all these things. She's overcome all these things. She can help me as well because I've seen her overcome this, uh, overcome these these struggles, these adversities. That's the other thing. If you've never had any kind of obstacles or struggles, people will have a harder time relating to you because they will say, how does this person know what I'm going through? But when you've overcome these adversities, people could, will say, wow, I can relate to that person because she's gone through it and she overcame it. And maybe she can help me overcome my struggles. And that's a huge part of the journey too that we're on to share it whether it's a big crowd or small crowd, being willing to, you know, work through your own adversity and, and build that so that you can share with others. So other people can, that's, I mean, that's the whole point why we're here is relationships and to be able to serve other people. And really that's the biggest, biggest gift is, you know, it's better to give than to receive, you know, it feels so good to give to somebody and see them grow because you shared your gift, whatever that gift is, you know, if it's music, if it's, you know, emotional, whatever, whatever your gift is, you share that and you see somebody grow from that. Mm-hmm. There's really no better size for me. There's no better satisfaction than yeah. that. Yeah, no, I agree. There's nothing like when someone calls you or messages you and says, Hey, because of what you did, what you said, 
And you inspired me not to give up. And now because of that, I've, I've done this in my business. And it's all because of what you said to me that day or when we had that phone call, that Zoom call, or you spoke at this event. And I, I persevered and man, my business has doubled since then. And I, I was about to give up. When you, get, when you get those kind of calls and messages, you're right. It just, it's, it's such an incredible feeling knowing you made a difference in someone's life and that you helped them you know, not give up and that everything's turned out for the best for them. I, I totally agree with, with you on that. Uh, but I, I know uh, right now it's getting toward that time. I know you have another appointment coming on. So I, I, I know you have a very busy schedule today. So Shannon, I want to thank you so much for being here with us. It's been a real pleasure. And I thank you for sharing all your story and your wisdom with us. And before I let you go, so if people want to reach out to you, what's the best, what's, way, what's the best way to reach out to you? This is your Facebook profile, Facebook, what's the best way to contact you? Yep. Best way to contact me is to go to Hoverson Royal Academy Facebook group. So just go into Facebook, go into Hoverson Royal Academy, and you can direct message me, or you can go to support at HobersonRoyalAcademy.com. But HobersonRoyalAcademy.com, either Facebook group, website, whatever, just remember Hoverson Royal Academy. Something will come up, and uh, you'll be able to contact me through that. So, Victor, it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And this won't be the end. I think we'll be reconnecting, and uh, we'll see what happens. But always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. We'll definitely be reconnecting again. Yeah, definitely a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much again, Shani. And uh, I had a great time having you on. And it was it was a real pleasure talking to you today. Uh, have yourself an amazing day and give my best to the kids. I will. Thank you, Victor. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.